0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Monday, January the 31st of 2022. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in to Locked On Cardinals. My name is Lucas Smith, host of the show. Happy Monday, everybody, as it is the last day, that's right, the last day of January. Very hard to believe, and we are within that one-year anniversary of the Nolan Arenado trade being reported. It's officially, based on baseball reference, it was made official on February 1st of last year, so this will be a two-day conversation talking about Nolan Arenado. But we're going to start the conversation today because it was reported uh, a year ago on the 29th, I believe, um, uh, confirming that as as we speak. But it's hard to believe that this did indeed happen one year ago for the St. Louis Cardinals getting one of the best third baseman in all of baseball. Yes, Ken Rosenthal on the 29th of January 2021 at 8.43 p.m. Uh, tweeted, Cardinals have agreed to acquire Nolan Arenado from the Rockies. Deal pending approval from MLB and Players Union. Rockies sending Cardinals significant cash, believed to be in the $50 million range, and Nolan will be uh, and Arenado will be deferring money. So, this deal was a tremendous deal for the Cardinals. So, this is an audio-only episode today as the Wi-Fi at my apartment is out, so I'm able to connect to a hotspot to record and post the uh, audio, but the connection just isn't good enough for video, so apologies. So, if you're First time listening on Spotify or Apple or Google instead of listening on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we can get the Wi-Fi fixed. I let the apartment know. Hopefully we can get the Wi-Fi fixed uh, for back to video tomorrow. But we're going to enjoy this conversation on Nolan Aranato today. So thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Let's go ahead and get into it because we're going to start with the, the the initial reaction as we, as we do, uh, as we kind of go through this chronologically because it was reported by Ken Olsenthal a day prior that the Cardinals and Rockies were once again engaging in conversation about Nolan Arenado, and you know when I when I first heard this, it was like, yeah, okay, here, like here we go again, right? You know they had been linked to Nolan Arenado a couple off seasons in a row. He, he, he makes a good fit, you know. He, he's one of those guys, in my opinion, that is just a true, true, true Cardinal. Um, just, he, he plays the game the right way. He plays it hard. You know, knows the grindstone type of player. Does a lot of things well. He hits. He hits for power. He fields. He throws. But the only thing he can't do in a baseball field is, is provide speed. <laughs> Not necessarily the fastest base runner on the planet or even top. Anyways, but he, he does a lot of things well is what I'm trying to say. Uh, he, he is somebody that, you know, like I said, just fits the cardinal mode. And when I first heard this report on the 28th, uh, within the Locked group chat, I remember just going... I I literally said, oh, dear God, like, is this going to happen, right? Like, I I didn't want to get my hopes too far up just because it it had happened before. And, you know, back when I was a little younger, when the Cardinals were linked to Bryce Harper a little bit, I got my hopes up a lot there, and we all know how that ended up. But for whatever reason, this offseason was different. The Rockies were willing to get rid of Nolan Arenado, and, again, it just made sense. It was one of those deals that when it was first reported, you know, the conversations, as I mentioned, was... Okay, whatever. And then a day later, you know, two, uh, a year ago on the 29th, when Ken Rosenthal had that tweet out, I, I couldn't believe it. it. It was a deal that—it that, <laughs> was, it was a combination of things. It was a complex um, layering of emotions of, this makes sense, but it's not going to happen to— this makes sense, and it is happening. So that's the initial reaction, is just extreme excitement, because now you have your third baseman for the foreseeable future. And at one time, we thought that was going to be Matt Carpenter. We, maybe not last year, but at one time, right, when he, especially when he moved to third base after his record-setting year in 2013 as a second baseman, he moved to third base, Wong moved to second base, and you thought, great, Carpenter's going to be the third baseman for years to come. And he filled that role, I, I would argue, admirably, before he moved over to first base for a little bit. But Nolan Arenado is just a complete and utter game-changer. He, he was a franchise-altering player, as, as much as one can get. Because usually when you, when you say franchise-altering player, you think of somebody that is going to take a franchise that is losing and change the course of the franchise to a winning franchise. The Cardinals franchise has been winning for this entire century, and arguably for the mo- majority of their um, existence. There's a, you know, a tweet out that the Cardinals were one of the most winningest teams of the 2010s. Uh, since, since the 2010 season, highest record in the National League, one of, I believe it was two, maybe three teams with 1,000 wins in the National League. But when I say franchise altering, it changed the career of Matt Carpenter. It, it allowed you to have Matt Carpenter off the bench more often and at least have the appearance uh, every once in a while to have a left-handed power bat off the bench that could go deep. But it also changed the course of the career for Nolan Gorman. Drafted as a third baseman, came up as a third baseman. Now he's got to shift over to second base if he wants to get playing time because Gorman's going to be ready. Arguably, he is ready. But even if he wasn't, it's clear that Gorman is going to be ready to be in the major leagues before Nolan Arenado is done in the major leagues. So that changed the course of the uh, career of Nolan Gorman, one of the top prospects. Therefore, I would argue franchise-altering players. There are very few players that can alter the course of a franchise that is already winning... And that's exactly what Nolan Arenado did because they were already arguably favorites in the National League Central. And when this happened, I think everybody, everybody's eyes shifted towards okay, the Cardinals are going to win the division. Like they are clear favorites, and I would I I believed in that. I thought they were the clear favorites. Obviously, we know how it ended up, but this trade still allow the Cardinals to take a step forward in their championship window, because I do believe they're still in their championship window for the next couple of seasons, while well, you have guys like Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, uh, Jack Flaherty under not rookie contracts, but arbitration contracts, and you're getting them for a lot cheaper than what they, somebody of their value brings. But again, this trade happened, I remember talking to uh, the Locked On Rockies host, uh, his Last name is escaping me at the moment, but Ryan was his first name, I believe. And he, he, he was upset, obviously. And then the reports of the type of deal that was coming started to pour in. How the Cardinals weren't giving up a Libertor. Cardinals weren't giving up a Gorman. The Cardinals weren't giving up a Walker, a Herrera. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in segment two and as well as tomorrow. But we will just talk about Nolan Arnauto Nolan a lot today. Because Nolan Arenado, as I mentioned, I believe he changed the course of this franchise as much as you could for a franchise that was already winning. He lengthened the lineup. He allowed you to, to have a dynamic trio in the middle of that lineup, especially by the end of the season between Paul Goldschmidt himself, Nolan Arenado, and Tyler O'Neill. He is somebody that makes the team better on every side of the baseball you have his defense that speaks for itself, his offense that speaks for itself, and his leadership capability. Sometimes I think we look, uh, myself especially, we look so much at the baseball reference. We look so much at the back of the baseball card. We forget that there's another side of this. These players are human, right? And you need that leader in the clubhouse. And the Cardinals have a plethora of leaders. Paul Goldschmidt. Or they, they had a plethora of leaders before Nolan Arenado got there. Paul Goldschmidt, Adam Wainwright. Yadera Molina, just to name a few, you throw in Nolan Arenado to the mix, his leadership and in, in addition to the plethora of skills he brings, it was it was wonderful feelings. It was a big positive boost to the St. Louis Cardinals franchise when they got Nolan Arenado. And I don't think that's going to surprise anybody when I say that. But I do want to know your reactions to the deal that was at this time last year just being reported. Uh, again, the the actual official one year anniversary of the deal is tomorrow, February 1st, and we'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow as well, as, again, this will be more of a two-day conversation. But Nolan Arenado is somebody that just fits in a Cardinal uniform, similar to a Matt Holiday who they acquired, similar to a Paul Goldschmidt that they acquired, similar even to a Steven Matz. Obviously, I'm not putting Steven Matz on the franchise-altering level of a Matt Holiday, Paul Goldschmidt, or Nolan Arenado, but, again, just another example of somebody that just simply fits just simply fits in, in a Cardinal uniform, and above all else, he produced in a Cardinal uniform. His first year statistics, yes, a number of categories were career lows, and I, I recognize that. But still, to have a third baseman to, that hit 34 home runs, 34 doubles, drove in 105 RBI, that, that's huge for the Cardinals because they haven't had that in a very long time. Even Matt Carpenter, when he was playing third base, he was a leadoff hitter. He wasn't routinely hitting 30 home runs and driving in 100 runs. Is not something that Matt Carpenter <laughs> wasn't necessarily one of his strong suits. He brought other things to the table. Still an above-average player um, you know, during the peak of his career. But again, Nolan Arenado is somebody that instantly made the Cardinals' Central Division favorites. A lot of things went wrong last year to uh, derive them of that but still simply a, a wonderful move for the St. Louis Cardinals franchise looking back on it, again, just about one year from the uh, from the trade itself. So that'll do it for, for second number one. We're going to get into now the, the deal itself um, and what the Cardinals were able to get from that deal in addition to Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Um So we're, we'll go ahead and get into to that next as well as the players they gave up. Um, and again, note I want to preface this before I get into it. No disrespect to these players whatsoever. But at the end of the day, it was a steal from the St. Louis Cardinals franchise perspective, and they got a lot out of that deal. So talking about that coming up here in just a moment. But we are just at the end of January, almost February. I really hope that we're still sticking to our New Year's resolutions. I'm doing my best. And if your New Year's resolution was to eat healthy or work out more, try a Built Bar in that program of yours because it makes it easy to stick to your resolution because you're having a great, healthy protein bar and you're getting a great-tasting protein bar. Because built bars taste like candy bars. Built bars are covered 100% in real chocolate, but still have incredible health benefits. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. It's just not the same. So if you want to eat healthy and have a great taste, get a built bar. You can even count a built bar as a workout every once in a while as well. Many flavors to choose from: coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream. I'm a big fan of the double chocolate. Many more. Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so be sure to check out built.com often to see what's new. You can also use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the specific models and brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers access with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Don't spend... 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockautoprices.com are reliably low for every single customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write "Locked On in their Hatter to Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Nolan Arenado deal was one that a lot of people saw as a major win for the St. Louis Cardinals franchise for a number of reasons, and one of those reasons was just simply because of who they gave up in the in the deal itself. On February 1st, 2021, he was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for Mateo Gill, Tony Lossi, Elujiris Montero, Jake Summers. Austin Gombers. Every one of those names outside of Austin Gomber was a minor league player. We'll get into more of that side of the deal tomorrow on Lock John Cardinals, so be sure to tune back in to that side of the deal. We'll talk a lot about Austin Gomber. And in addition to that, they added on a year to the contract, 2027. Um, but the Rockies threw in $50 million. The Cardinals got... I I still don't think this is talked about enough. The Cardinals got one full, complete season of Nolan Arenado, financially free. You can go to BaseballReference.com and look at his salaries. 2021, age 30 season. The team he played for, the St. Louis Cardinals. His salary, $35 million. Notes and other sources, $35 million paid by the Colorado Rockies. Yes, they gave him an extra opt-out after 2022. He did not take the opt-out after 2021. I do not see him opting out after this season either. But even if he did, and again, worst case scenario, you still got Nolan Arenado financially free for a complete season. And from Nolan Arenado's perspective, all due respect to him, when he signed this mega contract, he was putting up a little bit better numbers. If he were to opt out and try and find a better contract... I don't think he's going to get the average annual value that he has right now. Because according to BaseballReference.com, he is owed $35 million a season for each of the next three seasons. 22, 23, 24. Ages 31 to 33. He's getting paid $32 million in his age 34 season. He's owed $27 million at age 35. And $15 million at age 36 to end his contract. Unbelievable. The fact that the Cardinals were able to get this done and... You know, to, to use a term that the kids use, fleece the Colorado Rockies in, in getting Nolan Arnauto for extremely cheap. Because again, no disrespect to any of the players that I mentioned. Gil, Losey, Montero, Summers, even Gomber. And I was a huge fan of, I was not huge, I was a fan of Austin Gomber. But to, to do that deal and not give up a top five prospect in your system it is unbelievable to me. It doesn't make any sense to me how that happened. And again, each front office has their own philosophies and has their own ways to go about things, their own day-to-day operations. But at some point, you have to sit back and ask yourself, how do you let Nolan Arenado go for that? And not like get rid of the fact that there's Nolan Arenado. How do you let a franchise star go for that? Because after, in my opinion, especially with, with retrospect to look back on, overpaying for um, for Marcelo Zuna, especially with what Sandy Contra, Magna Sierra, and Zach Gallon, especially, have done for their respective franchises since. The Cardinals, in my opinion, underpaid for Goldschmidt, giving up Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly's had a couple nice seasons. And at least to date, extremely underpaid for Nolan Arenado For the value that he gave them in 2022... Because even though they were the favorites to win the division that last year before Nolan Arenado, there, you know, there was an argument for other teams because you didn't have a top-five third baseman or even a top-ten third baseman manning the hot corner, all due respect to Matt Carpenter. He changed the outlook. You were able to get arguably one of the best third basemen all, of all time and get him for a free season. It just didn't make any sense. I think there, there, there isn't one person that I have seen to call this a win for the Colorado Rockies. Now, a lot of the times, these trades that that happen cannot be judged for, cannot be adequately judged or um, appropriately, accurately judged for years down the road, because these prospects haven't turned out yet. So, if the Rockies are able to win a World Series with Mateo Gil, Tony Loki, Ilya Ili- Montero, Jake Summers, and Austin Gombert as their core, and the Cardinals never win a World Series with Nolan Arnano, then you re-evaluate the trade, obviously. And we'll get into more of the numbers and what Gil, Losey, Montero, Summers, um, you know, what, what they have in store, what, what they could do. We'll get into more of that tomorrow. But looking at it just from the Cardinals' standpoint, I mean, th- th- this front office is, is able to do things that not a lot of other front offices are able to do. Again, you could argue with retrospect and hindsight that they overpaid a little bit for Marcelo Zuna, especially considering they only got Marcelo Zuna for two years. But even with that, you know, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, with that Randy Rosa Arena trade, even that trade now is looking a little bit more like a Cardinal winner, especially if you look at long term and the other factors that were into it in terms of getting better playing times and things of that nature. If you missed that episode, I uh, did it a couple weeks ago on the two-year anniversary of that deal, when the Cardinals sent um, Jose Martinez, Randy Rosarena, and a catcher that is escaping my head right now in exchange for Matthew Liberatore. Even that deal, that you know, one year later looked like a complete bust for the St. Louis Cardinals. Two years later, has a completely different feel to it. I don't see that happening with with this Nolan Arenado trade because it. it Getting Matthew Liberatore versus getting Nolan Arenado is a little bit different <laughs> in terms of what you're looking for from those players, but it's just another example of this front office being able to pull off a, just some magnificent deals. We we can say what we will about spending money. We can complain, especially that the Cardinal fan base in general, you know, I, I think that they're spoiled. And again, we're they're, they're a passionate bunch. They care about baseball, but they, they've witnessed some 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 winning for a long time. And there's always something to complain about, right? And I'm not saying this from office is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at the top moves that John Mozelec and company have made, and even since the DeWitts took over ownership, it's been, it, it, that's an impressive run. And Nolan Arenado is just another example of that. One, one, one more time. All due respect to the minor league players in and Austin Gomber for their baseball talents and everything of that nature. But at the end of the day, for this franchise to pull off a deal like that, from both the player side in terms of who, what players they gave up, and especially the financial side of what they were able to gain, yes, Nolan Arenado is going to be on the Cardinal books until 2027. You know, assuming he doesn't opt out and everything of that nature. But to get a free year in his prime, for especially like it's not like you're getting Nolan Arenado Ar, for free at his 2018 rate of 17 million dollars. Which is still a, a pretty, you know, that would be pretty nice. But if, but, but compare that to getting in for free for $35 million. Just remarkable. And like I said, I think that it upped their championship window, it increased their championship window, and it increased expectations, and expect, expectations are still high for 2022. So the Nolan R auto trade, in my opinion, has been an absolute win. For the St. Louis Cardinals, let me know what you think when uh, tomorrow's YouTube video goes up. Well, again, hopefully, if we're able to get internet back and uh, things of that nature, drop a comment and things of that nature, or follow me on Twitter at ljfastball, uh, follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore Cardinals, and let, let me know what you think. Leave a comment on Instagram, something. Um, so it, it's it's one of those things that, that it's just one of those de- one of those deals that hindsight I think will prove kind to the St. Louis Cardinals. More conversations, more talking points on this deal tomorrow on Locked on Cardinals. So will be sure to tune back in. But we're not done today. I had an interesting thought driving back from St. Louis to Columbia for school. Managers and jerseys. Managers and uniforms. Because baseball is the only sport that I can think of that wears, that had the, had the coaches and managers wear uniforms and numbers. I think it's fascinating. I think it's worth a discussion. And some of my listeners have thoughts as well. So we'll discuss that up to finish the show on today's episode. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. There might be less football being played right now, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year, there has come a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get started. Sign up today for that 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. Bet lines, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. I think when people think of baseball managers not wearing the uniforms and the numbers, you think of Little League summers when the, uh, summer teams when they're wearing khakis. You know They might still be wearing a jersey or a hat, uh, but they're wearing khakis. Or you, you think of Connie Mack in the, in the suit in the dugout, right? one of the best managers in all of baseball. So why do managers wear the same uniforms and have numbers just as players do? Well, according to a Matt Stoniak article in 2019, and again, this might be obvious, but it goes back to the, the, the earliest stages of the game. Quote from this article, quote, Back then, the person known as the manager was the business manager, the guy who kept the books in order and the road trips on schedule. Meanwhile, the guy we call a manager today, the one who arranges the roster and decides when to pull a pitcher, was known as the captain. In addition to managing the team on the field, he was usually also on the team as a player. For many years, the manager wore a player's uniforms simply because he was a player. There were also a few captains who didn't play for the team and stuck to making decisions in the dugout, and they usually wore suits, end quote. So early on, you had player managers, which in that that context, it makes perfect sense for the managers to wear players because, oh, I might need to go in the eighth inning. I might need to pinch it for somebody because I don't, I need to, I just need to make a decision and I'm going to pinch it myself, right? But today, in 2022, I think it's silly that managers have uniforms and numbers. I'm not saying that Major League Baseball managers even need to wear a suit in the dugout. But especially as we move further on in time, and again, this could just be my own perspective, we're going to have more and more retired numbers, right? The Cardinals have what, 11, 12 um, retired numbers. You have managers occupying numbers, I think, I, I just think, and even coaches, bench coaches. You know, I'm not saying, again, they shouldn't be wearing suits and ties. You, we, we've seen people step away from that. And baseball, especially when you're playing 95 degree heat in August day in St. Louis, wearing a suit seems silly. But I, I, I would be of the pro of saying of, of of allowing managers to wear what they want. You know, maybe let them wear similar attire to a football coach in terms of uh, maybe maybe a pullover, a polo, khakis, or something. You know, team branded attire, of course, and don't give them numbers. I think giving them numbers is really silly. Um, I just think it doesn't make any sense. Let the players play in the coach's coach, in my opinion. And again, if I'm wrong in saying this statement, let me know. But I can't think of any other sport, any other sport, where the coach wears a uniform or where the coach has a number, especially. I understand, you know, maybe soccer, the coaches will wear, will wear uh, cleats or spikes to, you know, warm up with the players and things of that nature. I don't see football coaches in pads and a jersey I don't see basketball coaches in jerseys or numbers and they've, again, they've transitioned more to, uh, you know, maybe, uh, what do they call it, sweatsuits, running running suits, running running attire type of thing, um, you know, but still not jerseys. I, I don't think many hockey players are wearing pads and skates. They're wearing suits and, and ties and things. So it, it, it's an interesting discussion and one that, you know, might might seem silly to some people, but I think it's fascinating. Um, so a couple of my listeners co- um, checked in. Uh, first of all, I thought this was funny. Uh, at K Connor 82 says all sports should make coaches and managers uniform up just because I think that'd be hilarious. That would be pretty funny, to be honest. Can you see? It? Can you imagine Coach uh, Bill Belichick wearing um, wearing pads and a helmet? That would be pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. But tweeted out on Locked On Cardinals. Um, so far, 73% have said yes in terms of the question: Should baseball coaches wear the full uniform numbers while coaching? It's an interesting. I did not expect that. I would, have, I would have thought more people would have said, uh, "Well, well, no," because it, it's silly. Uh, but then again, I guess that's just my opinion. Uh, one person responded on, on Instagram so far: Ritter underscore WX. No, everyone should have to pull a Connie Mack. <laughs> that's you know, that that that's fair. I, I think. I, again, I personally, if I had to choose which way to go uh, in terms of uh, an implementation of a policy. I don't see the point. If somebody has a a point or has a valid argument, let me know because I'm open. Uh, I I just think it's a fun discussion to have as we roll on this lockout. Hopefully the CBA gets negotiated this week because we are getting close to the point where we might have uh – you know, might might have some some delay in the season. We're getting very close to that point. At least a delay in spring training. So, uh, but we will push on here in locked on Cardinals. And tomorrow we are continuing and finishing up the conversation about the Nolan Arenado trade. It reported one year ago on the 29th, and it uh, will be made official one year ago tomorrow on the 1st of February. Tomorrow we're talking about the players the Cardinals gave up. Hopefully back on YouTube tomorrow as well. Let me know if you have any thoughts, just uh, questions, comments, concerns about topics today. Email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And for more information on what to bet on, speaking of bet online, be sure to listen to Locked On Bets after you're listening to Locked On Cardinals today. So thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed it. And until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.